Welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast with me, Andrea Fox. Thank you for joining me. This is the environmental podcast breaking down what we could do to save the planet and feel less guilty about all the stuff we sent to landfill before we knew what we were doing. Coming up, an environmental hack for you and today's awesome guest who is a massive fan of glitter. Fellow Sparkle fans, hold tight. But first, some environmental news. Last week, of course, was the strike for the climate on Friday. Well done to you if you took part. Surely millions were involved. 125 countries took part in the end, apparently. I'm just too old to be striking from school, and I was actually recording our next podcast episode. Uh, But well done to you if you were striking. The strike for the climate was arranged by Greta Thunberg. She's 16 years old, from Sweden, and she's now been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And there I was worrying about never getting on any 30 under 30 lists. Um, It all makes us feel pretty humble, right? And with signs like, this planet is hotter than Zac Efron, the future is in good hands, guys. Don't worry. Strikers, Age of Plastic salutes you. Fingers crossed now the adults will actually do some listening. Now on to today's podcast guest. Now microplastic. (gasps) It's the devil, right? And as we look ahead to summer festivals, trying to be more environmentally friendly, guess what? Glitter is a microplastic. (gasps) Shooketh. Unless, of course, you can find yourself some eco-glitter. So what on earth is eco-glitter made out of? Today I'm joined by Kath Senior, founder of award-winning eco-stardust glitter who are based in Bristol to clear things up. And for our chat, she was rocking some excellent bright pom-pom earrings, of which I fully approve of. And of course her own brand of eco-glitter. So I started by asking Kath if she's always been a magpie. Yes, definitely, very much so. I've always been a fan of glitter. Um, have always been wearing it at festivals. One of those people that would be throwing it around, <laughs> <laughs> covering people in it, thinking it was funny. And I was actually reading up about sort of the history of glitter. And that was actually something that... Um, came up when I was doing some research that apparently um, a lot of humans are drawn to shiny things like magpies and there are some psychologists who believe that it stems back to an innate desire to seek out water so maybe we all have that desire in us really I think everyone loves glitter (laughs) I love that such brilliant facts yeah (laughs) psychology of glitter yeah amazing (laughs) so when did you decide that you wanted to get you weren't just a fan of glitter you were going to make a business out of this and you were going to make it good for the environment Well, I have always been passionate about the environment. It's something I've always recycled, um, tried to do my bit. I was born outside Glastonbury, so growing up and going to festivals has always been something that I've done. My whole family go take the kitchen sink. Did you go every year to Glastonbury as a kid? Yeah. (laughs) And I've always loved glitter, dressing up and things like that. And then for my birthday a few years ago, me and a friend were having a glitter and glamour Hollywood themed birthday party. We decided to buy in kilo bags of glitter. And it wasn't until it came in these really large bags with this big ingredients label saying polyester that it suddenly dawned on me that it's plastic. And it was just something I'd never considered before. I think maybe I had thought it was made of foil, um, but it just hit me there and then. It was a plastic and I still have that glitter at home. I didn't use it. It's in a box and need to find something to do with it. But it got me thinking. um, I was going to these festivals and you were seeing cups that were made from materials 
that weren't plastic but looked like plastic. So if you could make a cup from a bioplastic, why couldn't you apply the same theory to glitter? I loved glitter and I didn't want to give it up. This was back in August 2016. And I decided, well, I was going to try and make something. Uh, so I started my research and I actually found though there was a company that were ahead of me. So there was a company called Ronald Britton <laughs> who had developed what they called bioglitter. And okay. they were on this journey to make a biodegradable glitter. Their aim was to always make a plastic-free glitter. And so I got in touch with them. I was like really excited and wanted to buy some. But where they were a manufacturer, they were selling it in big kilo bags. You couldn't buy small quantities. Um, and you already had that kilo bag sitting at home. Yeah. How many more kilos did <laughs> yeah. you need in the house? How many did one person need? Um <laughs> And so I got in touch with them and said, well, is there any way that I can buy smaller quantities? And there wasn't. And I was like, well, then I will. I So I started Eco Stardust. We've partnered with Ronald Britton since the beginning. And yeah, we sell their biodegradable glitter and we've just taken it out to market since then. It looks amazing as well. And I don't <laughs> think you would tell the difference. I was totally the same as well. I like, love a bit of glitter. Didn't really think of it as a microplastic until it dawns on you. So yeah. I think uh, lots of people will be in the same boat. Yeah. So what exactly is the glitter made from? So it's made from a plant cellulose from eucalyptus trees. Nice. Does so... it smell minty? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't have any odour. Oh, okay. Um it's um, eucalyptus trees that are actually from the south of France, from sustainably managed plantations. And when the eucalyptus trees are about six years old, they are chopped down and they are shredded in these big shredders. And it's not actually the branches or the leaves. They are cut off. It's the main trunk. And the branches and the leaves are left behind in the field to be replanted to regenerate the fields. So then the main um, bulk of the tree is shredded. It's then cooked in like a pressure cooker for six to seven hours. It is then fed through these uh, very large heated rollers, which turn it into sheets. It goes through another stage that I'm not as aware of, where it's mixed with another substance, which then when it comes out, it looks clear. It looks like a cellophane. And it's just like a, a clear mm. cellophane sheet. And at this stage... Oh, wow. So is it see-through at that point? Yes, so see-through. And that, that is what is then used in a lot of like vegware products and a lot of packaging. Wow. So that cellulose on its own, it's 100% biodegradable at that stage. It's um, completely plant-based and yeah, food grading can be used in a lot of packaging. Yeah. But then to turn it into a glitter, mm -hmm. it has a very, very thin layer of aluminium then painted on. It's so thin that if you were to hold the sheet up to the light, you can see through it. And that's what gives it its reflective properties. Okay, And then opaque cosmetic pigments are painted on top of that and then that dries and then it's fed through um, glitter cutting machines which cut it into the desired shape and size and all biodegradable glitter at the moment is a hexagonal shape and there are six different sizes going from like tiny like dust particles up to the ultra chunky flakes that are very popular at festivals. Yeah. So basically all of the sizes that you'd imagine that normal glitter comes in. Yes. And the yeah. hexagonal is quite, is that just basically because then nothing's wasted because everything tessellates or is that just the way that uh, they're cut? It's so weird, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Uh, less wastage that way. Um, mm. It's also, I think, thought to be a bit more cosmetically safe because it's not as scratchy if you were to wear oh, it near eyes as well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you were saying as well, it looks exactly the same as normal glitter. You mm -hmm. can get it in all the different colours that you sell. 
and it's actually softer. Yes. So they believe it's about 40% softer than traditional plastic-based glitter, where it's made from plants, and it's also cut four times thinner the actual sheets that they use to make the glitter. So you get four times as many glitter flakes gram for gram compared to traditional glitter. So it's four times as good value because you're getting four times as much. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Good. Put that on the box. Yep. (laughs) So although sometimes people think, oh, biodegradable glitter is a bit more expensive than traditional glitter, it may seem like that initially, but you're getting a lot more for your money and it's better for the environment because it biodegrades in the natural environment. It's not in a specific environment. Um, I was going to say, because everyone's very worried about vegware and things like that needing high temperatures. So is that not the case with your glitter? No. So the cellulose that the glitter's made from is actually a very special type of cellulose that is home compostable and biodegrades in the natural environment. So with the rise in popularity of biodegradable products, it's become a bit of a buzzword and you see it appearing on lots of things. And there's lots of other glitters that have come out now that say they're biodegradable. And we keep an eye on the market and we will buy a sample if a competitor says they're selling biodegradable glitter and we'll see if it actually is. And often it's polylactic acid, which is only biodegradable in an industrial composting machine. So, Which everyone's got, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, that's a bit. It's it's funny. It's like I was talking to our last guest about the words sustain sustainability and sustainable. Yeah, it's no kind of legal term, I suppose, for like composting at the moment, right? No. So it's such a shame. These I feel like these companies are really conning their customers because it's not biodegradable in the natural environment like bio glitter is and bio glitter's been independently tested and it was tested in fresh water which is a hard environment for something to biodegrade in the temperature is cool there is a low level of microorganisms and the majority of the product was gone within about four to five weeks which wow. is amazing it's so much faster than i ever thought it would actually biodegrade yeah. um, and that's in the natural environment which is where a lot of glitter may end up especially if it's worn at festivals exactly you're washing off it's getting it's going on a wet wipe and going in the bin yeah so what's the best way for consumers to spot whether a glitter is really biodegradable so look on the ingredients if it mentions pla or polyactic acid avoid because that is the version of glitter which only biodegrades in a compostable machine Mm. The real deal biodegradable glitter you can buy from us, um, but there are some other retailers. If you look out, there is a made with bio glitter stamp that is the official stamp. And if you see that on the product packaging, you know that you're buying the proper independently tested biodegrades in the natural environment glitter. That's so useful. Yes. Um, Yeah, I didn't even ask when I had some put on my face at a Christmas party recently. And after Christmas, I was just seeing this glitter all over the place. So is your house a little bit of a glitter bomb when you go back home? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, very much so. So for a while, I had to run the business from home while I was initially um, building it up. And it was everywhere. Uh, But the best thing is getting a Henry Hoover. (laughs) Uh, We've got a Henry and a Hetty and they just love eating glitter. But it'll be great. Like me and uh, my colleagues will all be working and 
you just don't think about it. You'll leave the office sometimes and you'll go to meet a friend and they'll be like, you are covered in glitter, but not in like a neat way, like it's on your cheeks, but where you're touching it all day and it's airborne in the office and you touch your face and you just realize you've got like splodges of glitter, like everywhere and in your hair and you just have a natural sheen. That sounds like a dream. And yeah. clearly growing up, it sounds like you're living your dream right now, loving glitter. Yeah, definitely. Very much so. Very yeah, very happy. <laughs> and I suppose you you talk there about all of the due diligence that you do and you obviously know exactly how your glitter is made and how it uh, is composted and decomposes. Yeah. Um, and you partner with some big companies as well, like ASOS as well. Tell us yes. what it's like partnering with them. So they've actually been with us since very early on. I started the business in April 2017 and they actually spotted us in July 2017. Uh-huh. Um, they saw us at a festival and they saw our product and they thought it was amazing and they wanted us to come on board. And it was a six-month process because they do a lot of due diligence. So at first, when we were approached by ASOS, it was mixed feelings. We were very, very excited, but we were also cautious as they were a very big company. We were worried yeah, a what... massive brand. Yeah, uh, we were worried what sort of requirements they might put on us um, as a small business, but they are actually amazing. They're actually a very eco brand uh, with high integrity. There was a six month process of proving that we understood our supply chain. I think that's amazing to hear, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually a lot more respect for them since even working with them. There's certain materials that you're not allowed to use um, because they know they're not eco. You're not allowed to use plastic when sending into their delivery centres. So they have been actually one of the best retailers for us to partner with. We're very proud of our uh, partnership with them. And we've now also expanded into other retailers such as we've worked with Skinny Dip London, um, Pretty Little Thing. We're also in talks with high street retailer at the moment which would be amazing to be on the high street so fingers crossed no names mentioned yet (laughs) but it's just amazing that these bigger brands are seeing and noticing smaller businesses that are trying to do good and are on board with it and they respect our values and they work with us on that and it's a collaboration and not a bigger brand telling a little brand what to do they're actually working with us and their values are eco as well as ours i think that's really positive to hear yeah do you find most of your sales at the moment are coming from like people seeing you at festivals when it's summer obviously or through like buying online and buying through all those affiliate companies uh we still predominantly sell mainly for our own website a lot of people are finding us at festivals i did nine last summer wow (laughs) Uh, which was uh, very tiring, to say the least, but also amazing. Um, and things like Instagram are just amazing for people to be able to find you. I would assume you would have a background in makeup. Was that kind of where you came from in this glittery path? No. So I was working for an e-commerce agency when I got the idea for the business. Um, it's just something I sort of fell into um, after university, but was amazing because it set me up for understanding the e-commerce side of running a business, which was has been invaluable but when it comes to glitter and makeup that's all been sort of hobby passion for fun it's not something I've ever trained in but we now call ourselves all glitter artists so love it yeah Yeah. (laughs) MUA 
G-U-A, yeah. which have artists in it. <laughs> um, and some of the stuff on your website and on the Instagram as well is amazing. You like the glitter and everything. It's exactly the same as all of the stuff that you can get out there, which is not necessarily so good for the environment. I love a bit of colour. Are there any colours that are like quite difficult to make in glitter? Quite difficult to get the get right? So... The, where the glitter is permeated to help it biodegrade faster. Oh, okay. And by permeated, like it's got little... lots of little holes in it. Okay, yeah. You can you can't see it when you look at it. If you were to just look at the glitter, it just it looks, looks shiny. Yeah, just looks shiny. But there is actually some microscopic holes to help microorganisms get inside and break down the glitter. Now, and because the um, opaque cosmetic pigments to dye the glitter are the last thing as well on the surface sometimes the colors can run a little bit okay so the blue glitter um can sometimes leave a little blue um mark on the skin but it literally is gone within like an hour it fades but that's just what helps make it biodegrade so it's important that it is permeated yeah easy trade-off isn't it really yeah (laughs) and i love your um hashtag glitter without the litter Yes, that's a company sort of ethos, something that we believe in. Everything that we try to do, we try to um, eliminate waste. Um, so it's something that we think about with our packaging as well. Yes, you um, recently eliminated plastic bags from your packaging, didn't you? Yes. So it's not something we asked for, but one of our manufacturers, when we order in our aluminium tins mm-hmm. that we uh, sell the glitter in, they started putting them in little plastic bags. Like individual ones, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, individual plastic bags. And we order in batches of 20,000. So, oh my gosh, that's a lot of tiny little plastic bags. Yes. So we kept them. We just bagged them up uh, with a plan to one day do something about them. Like we all do <laughs> with the plastic bags underneath the sink. But yes. just there's 20,000 of these. Yeah. Yeah, which can take up a lot of space when they like fill with air. And yeah, so we've got these big bags full of tiny little bags <laughs> in the office. And we've been looking at ways to recycle them and we're eco-bricking some of them. But we just thought, well, the better solution is to just speak with the manufacturer, not try and find a way to recycle them. Just go to the manufacturer and say, please don't send the order in plastic bags. It's not something we've asked for. We're fine with them coming without it. And they were completely on board with that. We got another order that did still have them, but we reiterated our point. And our most recent order... We're really happy to say came with no plastic bags and it was all just layers of tins with uh, cardboard sheeting in between so we can completely recycle everything. Perfectly recycle. Yeah, that's really good. And it's it's funny, isn't it? Like, I I think it's really important for like other businesses to hear that you can push back on stuff like that. Yeah. And people will be receptive. Yes. Um, So, yes, that's a nice little win as well. And when you say um, you're obviously very environmentally conscious, Mm -hmm. what's kind of the next step for the brand? Because you branched out a bit into nails and things like that now yeah so that was just to help highlight to customers that the glitter can be yeah used um, for nails Um, we're in the process at the moment of working on a glitter gel so that when you're at a festival you've just got one product that you um, can just swipe across the cheek to have your glitter glitter. oh yes done (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
But we're just trying to bring out anything and everything that a glitter fan needs to glitter without the litter. So we have our bamboo brushes that come with an aluminium ferrule, which are then contained in their own little cotton drawstring bag so that the glitter on them doesn't get over the rest of your makeup. We also sell um, fair trade glitter makeup bags because yeah. my friends and I, one of the things we notice when we go to festivals, you take your makeup bag and then you, everyone has a glitter bag. It's something <laughs> that you, whether it was a box or a bag, everyone kept it separately. So we've brought out these bags for holding all of your glitter pots and your brushes fit inside. And we're just going to keep on finding ways to improve our packaging. Our packaging isn't 100% plastic free yet. There is um, a bit of plastic in the lid, but this is where so customers can see the colour of the glitter when it's on shop shelves. Uh, but it is made of pet plastic, which is easy to recycle. But what we ask our customers to do is keep their tin and buy refills. So we sell refills on the website in a biodegradable grip seal bag. So if customers keep their tin and just buy a refill, then they don't even need to recycle it. They can keep reusing that tin. And then the boxes that the glitters come in is a recycled card box. So that can just be recycled again in your home recycling bin. You've literally thought of everything. We're trying. We're not perfect. Um, I would like to remove the plastic from the lid. But at the moment, it's about price points and also making such a small glass sphere, making sure it's safe. So Mm. um, it's a journey, but... We will get there. We will keep working on these things until we find a solution that we're happy with. Yeah, amazing. And you're such a new company and everything as well. Um, We've talked about um, becoming a B Corp on the podcast before. Is this something that you guys are striving for at the moment? Yes. So we are in the process right now of applying. Yes, it's a very lengthy form and that's just the beginning. But we will do what it takes to become a B Corp. Why is that so important to you? Well, our company mission is to raise awareness of environmental issues through eco glitter while giving back to the world. And we balance people, product and planet to ensure we serve all three. And that is what B Corps are about. It's not about just profit. It's about people and the planet and being socially responsible. And it just resonates with our values. And a lot of the businesses that I admire and respect are also B Corps. And I'd just be very proud of us if we could get that certification and just prove that we are a business trying to do good, that we are about balancing all these three elements, people, product and planet. And that's not when it comes to people, that's our customers, the people we work with and also staff, because I want them to feel valued as well and that their opinions matter. So, yeah, it's just very important to me. <laughs> Amazing. And good luck with it as well. Yeah, thank you very Surely much. Surely it's in the post. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> cool. I just wanted to quickly touch as well on your like social responsibility because you do donate profits as well from the company, don't you? It's good causes. Yes. So uh, we donate 10% of our profits to environmental charities. We have, have been big supporters of Surfers Against Sewage since day one. 
That's they are nice. an amazing charity. Mm. Um, and we also support Greenpeace. And then more recently, we've added on City to Sea, which is a Bristol-based charity, which trying to which is trying to stop plastic at source from getting anywhere near our oceans. So the founder, Natalie Fee, she was a lady who initiated the campaign to get the plastic bit removed from cotton buds. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's been really successful. They're all yes. paper now, aren't they? Yeah. So they are the charity that we are supporting this year and we're trying to be actively involved with because they're also Bristol based. So that's something else that's important to me that as a business, we don't just donate money to these charities. We want to be actively involved. So Surfers Against Sewage often run beach and river cleans. So I've been to a few uh, river cleans now to clean up the Avon riverbed. Everyone in the team gets a day off for free in the year where they can go out and do some environmental work. I know Prue from the team is really keen to go and visit our local waste recycling facility as well to learn more about how waste is disposed of locally so we can improve our recycling. So it's just something that we are all really passionate about, the environment and learning more about the environment and giving back. I don't want the business to just be about selling glitter our actual legal name is purpose products group limited because i wanted us to be about products with purpose everything that we sold had a dual purpose so glitter is fun but it's also a glitter that is helping to remove plastic from the environment so we want to keep expanding on that and just have purpose in everything that we do I love that. I absolutely love that ethos. And yeah. uh, a bit like yourself and Prue, I'd quite like to go for a tour around uh, a recycling facility. But didn't yes. you do that recently? Yes, Prue did, but we want to do a team visit. Okay. So, yeah, she did that. I've also been to a landfill site. <laughs> How was that? Um, yeah, it was really good. It really made me see the kind of things that people were disposing of. And I just was shocked at how much cardboard there was. Yeah, because as long as you don't get it wet, that's one of the easiest things to recycle. Yeah, but I don't know whether it was just really easy to see on the landfill site. Um, but they had these uh, big machines, um, vehicles that were like driving over the rubbish to try and flatten it down down. Mm. and I could just see lots of cardboard boxes in there like big cardboard boxes and I just thought that's something that we can recycle so easily it was just such a shame yeah and you've picked up uh, a few awards as well along the way haven't you yeah play your own trumpet about those Um, so the first award that we picked up was from an organization called Blue Patch, which is set out to support sustainable businesses. So there's lots of businesses that, um, are all UK based that are trying to make sustainable products. And we were fortunate enough to be their new business winner of 2018. So (laughs) thank you. Um, and they actually opened up a shop in London for a little while before Christmas and it did really really well so they've actually now set up a pop-up shop in Whitworth Gallery in Manchester yes a sustainable department store right yeah how cool is that yeah so that's uh, running until the end of the month so our glitter is stocked in there at the moment alongside some amazing other sustainable British brands Um, And then we are also up for a Bristol Life Award for our hair and beauty. There's another thing that we do as well as selling the glitter is we run glitter bar services. 
services. So we travel to weddings, Hindus, corporate events. Wish I got one for my wedding. Galleries, <laughs> openings. Yeah, it's great. I had a DIY glitter bar at my wedding. Did so you? Because I I'm wanted, not surprised. <laughs> I wanted all of the glitter artists to because they're also my friends to come to the wedding and have fun and not have to run a Work. glitter bar for me <laughs> yeah but it was chaos so I'm sorry <laughs> to the wedding venue <laughs> uh, because the kids were loving it there were hands in all of the pots um glitter everywhere but I think everyone enjoyed it so I do recommend hiring <laughs> one of our glitter artists who can make sure that the glitter is mainly on people's faces and not yeah. all over your venue yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're up for the Hair and Beauty Award uh, for that. And then we've also developed what we called a BioGlitter Beauty Balm, which is this balm, which is completely natural, plant-based, and uh, that you can use as like a lip balm or a highlighter or just as a moisturiser or a glitter base. And then we've also mixed in some of our fine silver BioGlitter. So it's all shimmery. And that is up for a Pure Beauty Global Award in the new Best New Natural Product, I believe. Leave. Amazing. So, so when are you going to find out about those? Is that coming up? Both in April, okay. mid-April. <gasps> so a couple of award ceremonies to go to and... Yeah, just really looking forward to that. Oh, Very excited. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. You bring up the beauty thing as well, because I think a lot of people won't realise that unless it's from, is it mica powder? A lot mm. of glitter in your highlighters and everything that yeah. is so fashionable right now. It's probably likely to be plastic, isn't it? Yeah, it could be plastic. And some mica, unless it's synthetic, is mined in questionable mines. So it's something that I try and avoid myself unless it's synthetic. But that's where biodegradable glitter comes in. You can get it in such fine sizes as well. I mean, our website is more focused around the chunkier stuff just because that's quite popular. But we do also stock some really, really fine glitter that can be used as eyeshadows or shimmer powders. We've talked about so many different uses for glitter. I just want yeah. to quickly touch on, I read an article, I think I might have even sent it to you as well. There's a, a plastic glitter factory in the US um, and I'll link it in the show notes. And they were very secretive about who one of their clients is because I think it might be the CIA using it to trace certain things. Oh. I might have turned it out of the podcast, but I'll just yeah. leave that there. And also, zoos use it in polar bear poo. Yes. To I've, track them. Yeah. I was actually reading an article the other day where someone had been to the vet and the vet needed a sample from one of their cats, of their cat poo. And this person had four cats. So they were saying that they fed one of the cats glittery food <laughs> so that they knew which was the right sample to take to the vet. <laughs> have, you, have you been asked to do that yet? No, no. I no. imagine it would biodegrade, <laughs> although maybe that's the best stuff to be feeding your pets yeah. rather than plastic stuff. Yeah, I was quite shocked by that. Um, I never would have thought that's what glitter could be used for, but that's hey. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So what's the weirdest request you've had? Oh, the weirdest request. Um, some people at festivals requesting us to glitter certain body parts that we oh. don't really glitter Ooh. not safe for work there no <laughs> um scratchy as well no sorry i'm yeah. about it too much. <laughs> um but other than that i don't think there's been anything too weird no long may that last yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you are very nearly two years old aren't you yes can you tell us a little bit about the celebrations because these are open to any glitter fans right you fancy coming by 
Very much so. So on the 25th of April at the Radnor Rooms in Bristol, 6 till 9pm, we are having a biodegradable glitter party. We've also got uh, a couple of speakers coming to give some talks and it's going to be a chance to sample our new products. We've got a new version of glitter coming out in hopefully April time. This sounds exciting. Which is, yeah. So this will be Eco Stardust Biodegradable Glitter Pure, which is an even purer recipe. It's 100% plastic free. It also contains no aluminium and it biodegrades even faster in the natural environment. So we will be launching that and our new multi-packs and people can have a go at making their own glitter blend we've got a dj that's prosecco because you always need prosecco yeah it's not a party about <laughs> prosecco these days um people can have their glitter done by one of our glitter artists learn more about how it's made and we'll just be on hand to answer any questions and just celebrate two years in business really oh, well that sounds amazing and uh head to your website and instagram i imagine to get yep. all the details in case you missed any of that yes ecostardust.com and it's all on our Facebook page as well. Amazing. And I'll put all of that in the show notes for the podcast. But we do always ask our guests two very important questions to prove we are lovers, not haters, and we're just using a very useful item in the wrong way. What is your favourite plastic item, Kat? So I really struggled with this. Everyone says that. I thought it would be easy and environmental hero would be hardest and it's totally the other way around. No, it is the other way around. Um, so I think I'm going to say my electric toothbrush. I am very on board with the whole bamboo toothbrush movement and I get it. I've bought one. However, I was away one weekend. I didn't have a chance to properly dry out the toothbrush put it back in my bag and then when I opened my bag on them a couple of days later it gone mouldy um well, it biodegrades we've yeah, that, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt like I was getting through them faster I love an electric toothbrush it's important to clean your teeth and I just feel like I can't give mine up just yet <laughs> yeah I have to agree with that I just feel like when a Philip's going to make a bamboo detachable yeah. head that's all we need right <laughs> yeah, surely basically um and finally your environmental hero so again, um, Natalie Fee from City to Sea, she has set up this amazing charity. She picks a plastic product that she wants to eliminate and she just goes out there and she targets it. And I just think what she's doing is amazing and I really look up to her. So yeah, I would love to probably meet her one day. If you're listening, come on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> come, come to the second birthday celebration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kath, thank you so much for joining me on the Age of Plastic podcast today. It's been brilliant. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Manchester Crew, you can go and see them at that sustainable department store this week and come and see them in person and celebrate their two years in business at their birthday party in Bristol in April. I've already got my tickets. It's going to be on the 25th. Links for both of those will be in the show notes or head to their website, ecostardust.com. I really love Kath's vibe. She so knows her product and it's just so inspiring to hear her like big ideas for the future. She's already been to a festival in Thailand this year and you'll definitely see Eco Stardust at WOMAD with more festivals to come. So do check out that website, ecostardust.com and their social media for all the festival bookings or to book them for a glitter bar for your event or wedding. Gutted I didn't think of that when we got married. So today's environmental hack to finish off the episode, thanks to everyone who sent me this or tagged me in this, loving that you are getting involved. I love a bit of makeup, and did you know that you don't have to send your mascara wands to landfill and animal sanctuaries asking that you send them, clean of course, so use up that lash volumizer first, as they are very useful in cleaning up animals in their care. 
namely the Ark in Aberdeen. But I have been doing some research and there are maybe one even closer to you. So do a little Google search and drop them an email before you chuck the Maybelline in a bag and send it to them. I'll put the details for the Ark in Aberdeen up in the show notes. And get in touch with your environmental hacks via all the usual places, Instagram, Age of Plastic Podcast, or my website, iamandreafox.co.uk, where you can find all my other socials, including Twitter and my personal Instagram. And finally, a huge congratulations to our past podcast guest. Try saying that quickly. Warrior on Waste, Lynn Lamborn, picked up an Achievement Award at the Sue Ryder Woman of the Year Awards. Well done for her for that, and of course, for getting her trademark camo into her outfit on the evening. Right, thank you so much for joining me. I'm off to convince my boss that we need a glitter bar at work. I'll see you next time. Blockchain and social impact. What on earth is blockchain? And more importantly, what can they do to clean up the planet? Well, find out with me on the next Age of Plastic podcast when we'll be chatting to co-founder and CMO of the Bounties Network, Simona Pop.